Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 869, Scraping Out Dredge for Gold, recorded live on August 10th, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And welcome to the mid-season update for Season 4, Halo Infinite. Got lots of cool Ooh. stuff. Yeah. New maps, new forge stuff, new bug fixes, lots of cool things. We have a new book, which I meant to bring downstairs and show off on stream, but I forgot to do that. But yeah, anyways, it'll be a little bit of a shorter one tonight. Wanted to at least cover the mid-season update since that's a pretty decent size update for Halo Infinite and uh, possibly throw a discussion topic out there for us to talk about and yeah uh, probably have a little bit of a lull here before we get the domain on to talk about his trip to Mattel and Mega get get him on and to talk about that and might do some more cursed Halo next week Let's see what happens cursed cursed yeah, we still got a lot of campaign to go. Yeah. Four missions out of either 14 or 16. I forget how many it is. But out of the regular 10, the rest of them are Mario Kart racetracks. So hopefully those will not take as long as the other missions have taken us. I don't know. Ubernet kind of had some problems with that one. It, it's, it seemed like it. Yeah. Oh, and Penn says he has to go order his sweet William cigars. So there's that. Oh, yeah. I need to do that, too. I mean, I'm guessing they're... Up at this point, they, he's, I think he said last week they were going to be live last weekend. <clears throat> so, anyways, first things first, let's do our Pottacular community recap, starting with how Fragon Friday went. GT? We shot people. They died. They shot us. We died. No. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we jumped into Fiesta for a while, and then we went into the BTB. And got our royal butts handed to us a couple of times. <laughs> that it was a rough night. <laughs> it was a rough night in eight v eight. Yeah, the squad battles when I joined, there was a couple of games that were just like, ugh. Yeah, some uphill battles. We were definitely getting spawn controlled a couple of times. Yeah, but all along, <laughs> we all had fun. Uh, we ended the night back in Fiesta, Very so good. people could work on their. Work on their kills. Yep. It was uh, a pretty good time. I joined a little bit later. And I think we, we went a little bit more into squad. And I think a bit of Fiesta as we were working on challenges after the stream mm-hmm. was done. But yeah, it was a pretty good night. We'll be kicking off some more tomorrow, I'm sure. Especially with some of the new stuff coming out. We might uh, jump around a little bit more often than we normally would. Um, we'll talk about that in just a sec. But uh, moving on, first things first, the new Halo book is now out, Halo Outcasts, which means uh, very soon, and we we had a little discussion about this before the show, we're trying to figure out if, because GT hasn't read it yet, because it literally just got delivered like two days ago, or released two days ago, on whether or not it counts on the bingo card as me being behind, and I think the consensus is 
between me and GT that since GT hasn't read it yet, I'm not behind technically, so it does not count on the bingo card for tonight, Pens. I'm sorry. Uh, but it will next week after GT but has listened to be, the audio book. Rest, be rest assured by Saturday morning, he will be behind again. So, Yeah. I forget which book I am, I'm in now, but I know I'm 60% of the way through it. It's just... I, I don't even remember what book you were reading. It's the it's the second blue team book. Shadows of Reach? Okay. Yeah, Shadows of Reach. Where they were digging underneath the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to get to Halsey's lab for something, which I'm still not quite there yet. But they're they're making their progress there. You'll figure it out pretty quick. Oh, it's the third Spartan story? Oh. Well, that's the one I'm on because I know they're on Reach trying to get to Halsey's lab. So that's the book I'm on. I believe Shadows of Reach is the right one. Yeah, that's Shadows of Reach. Okay. So that's the one I'm on. Need to make some progress on that at some point because it's been a while. Anyways, uh, some other stuff in the Halo news space. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have our mid-season update for season four of Halo Infinite, which has lots of goodness tied to it. First thing is the new map is probably going to butcher what the name of it actually is, but it's Dredge. Oh, no, it's Dredge. Never mind. Not as hard as I thought it would be. This is a reimagining of the Reach Map Countdown, and I did actually hop on to Halo Infinite to play a game before we got on to give to kind of get my thoughts about it. And the layout is very faithful to Countdown, obviously, with Halo Infinite Sandbox being quite different from all the other Halo games. There's some concessions made to different elevations and how tall things are, but with the movement mechanics of Infinite, it's definitely a bit different. And the the pit at the bottom where you would go up to the jets that take you up, there's now an intermediate jump from that bottom level to the middle levels where the flags are. And then outside's a big outside expanse. And if you saw Mint Blitz videos, that back outside is also exposed. So if you have the repulsor, you can repulse people off the map, which is fun. Rockets still spawn on that bridge. There's a sniper on opposing that. And it, it's a very faithful layout to Countdown, and it plays really well. I did a King of the Hill match. First hill was on the bottom middle second hill is in one of the bases the third one was in the other base so you have that cross base fire if you get either the commando the br or the dmr which i'm blanking on the name of at the moment but the playlist is out it's a 24 7 playlist so to feature the new map for the for this week you can play dredge to your heart's content so i'm Pretty sure we'll probably jump into it for at least a couple of games just to get a feel for it. Obviously, that's up to GT and the party to start out with, but hopefully we'll get a couple of games in just to see how it feels for everyone else. Uh, what are your thoughts on Countdown from Breach? Map you like? Map you're Well, it, okay it played with? well in Reach. I don't know how well it's going to play with the Halo mechanics, depending on how they scaled the map, because they, they definitely should have changed the scale of the map. It the scale's definitely been adjusted. You know, honestly, I've always kind of liked it. Uh, I really i i enjoyed it for like stockpile, reach stockpile, mm. not infinite stockpile. Good clarification. 
I would prefer that they did reach his stockpile in infinite. I think it, I think it would be a better fit. I don't really like the energy core thing, but that's beside the point. I also liked it for CTF. It was, it played pretty good for infection. Uh, the two top rooms were interesting, <laughs> especially those back corners. Yeah, where you can't put so, the sword. Yeah. They're, uh, I mean, there was definitely some fun game modes on it. I, I never, I don't think I ever really had a bad time on it. Of course, most of the maps the in Reach I really liked anyway, so. Yeah, I think for me, Countdown was definitely a solid map offering. It played mm-hmm. well with most of the game types. CTF definitely had a unique place with it because you are actually pretty close to the other team spawning in that base. So it's a little bit more of a because you almost like start off if you were to split the map or put a cross on the map you're kind of actually off center mm-hmm. kind of what would be the middle of the map so there's a lot more play space over towards the outer section of what was countdown versus the ship side the interior part so a lot more playing flanks on countdown, which makes the gameplay a little interesting. You have to you're taking risks down the middle versus going around the side, but obviously you need to go towards the side to get the power weapons and mm-hmm. power ups and all that stuff. It'll be interesting to see how it for me, like I said, I haven't played it yet, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it'll be a good addition, especially into some rotational playlist type stuff, even maybe making some permanent showings in maybe some of the HCS stuff. I know it's it was definitely a favorite amongst some of the competitive folks, and some of the competitive folks have come out to say that they really like it so far. So we'll see what happens. It seems very well accepted thus far. Also, in the mid-season update, we have improved Pelican drops, so now the Pelican drops in BTB, the 12v12 BTB, will actually drop the same vehicles. Yes. It, it will not be random vehicles between different Pelican drops. It will be the same vehicles per Pelican drop. So that's nice. It's actually a balanced experience. Or a little more balanced, I guess, technically. <laughs> There's still maybe a difference in timings because of the flight path, but at least the vehicles will be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, BTB will now prioritize placing members of your fire team in the squad of four instead of spreading them out, which I thought it was kind of doing that already, but I guess maybe there were some glitches on the back end that didn't always put you together. Extermination medals are now working across all game modes. Uh, I don't remember which one it was only working for, if it was just not working altogether, but I know some folks had made some videos about it. Mimplist had even called it out that extermination wasn't working. Uh, and then it has recently started working across all modes. So for folks that go crazy like Mint Blitz does and some others, you'll finally get that ex- extermination medal and get to hear Jeff Steitzer say extermination, which is is definitely, I think, something that's worth it, especially if you get to that point and you get it. So that's fixed. The death cam has been improved. You now can rotate your camera when you're in your death cam and you can rotate, you can shift to other players as well. A little bit more of the traditional death cam 
not traditional mm-hmm. as in Halo CE because you can do that in Halo CE, but in other Halos after that, you can actually finally rotate through your squad mates. Like GT was saying earlier, I can't remember if you said this before we started the podcast or during, but the water plane now reacts to player interaction. So that means pe- players walking in water, throwing grenades into it, shooting uh, projectiles into it, vehicles running through it, all of that stuff works now with the water. Pretty quick turnaround time from when they added the water block to having the water actually interactable. So that's fun. They show a picture of basically reactor flooded to show off the the water. And I haven't actually gone in to see if any of the Forge maps has with water has this feature, but if you're under the water, usually it's just like a layer. So there's no underwater texture or different visual cues to kind of tell you that you're underwater. So I'm wondering if with this update, if they change it to where once you're in water, it's a little bit more murky or, or blurry visuals, which I think would be a very nice touch visually to water. Forge is getting a whole bunch of quality of life improvements. One thing they call out in the news article is being able to instantly collapse menus with the push of a button instead of having to go up, scroll all the way up to it, and collapse it manually. There's now a dedicated button to collapsing and expanding a menu in Forge. Uh, and that's all the, the big things that they posted on the news article. Obviously, there's a whole lot more that they did in the update, but that is over on Halo Support's uh, webpage if you want to go over to aka.ms slash Halo Support to get the full list of patch notes. Any other things stick out to you in that list, GT, that you're excited for? All of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, you know, the, the whole water thing I'm very happy about because that it's just something that has kind of always been in Halo. So it, it's really, uh, I'm happy to see it back. And then to have it on top of that, to have it for Forge, for, you know, as a forgeable thing, it, it's really nice. Uh, you know, it's something that the Forge community has been crying for ever since Halo mm-hmm. 3. Yeah. You know, it'd be a crazy next step for water volumes or just water in general is if you can say for a water block, for this water block, the water flows in this direction at this speed. Yeah. So you could scale down the water block, so maybe it's a stream, so it's like a trickling stream, and then as you get further down the stream, it's more it could be more rushing water type thing as you go down. I think that'd be cool. Obviously not needed, but having flowing water would be kind of interesting. It's probably a tall order, it's probably a big thing well, to engineer. Baby steps. Right. I mean, just the fact that we have a water volume and people have been wanting that since Halo 3's Forge. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe Halo Reach. Maybe getting a little too much credit. But definitely since Halo Reach's Forge, with uh, Forge Island and everything, people have been wanting forgeable water. Something else in the patch notes that a few folks have called out is Quick Resume now supposedly works with Halo Infinite on Xbox. 
So you don't get the online services reconnecting thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I still kill the game. <laughs> I, I do too, just out of habit. I do that for every game because I don't know of a single game that actually works well with Kirk Resume. Yeah. Maybe a single player game, but with everything that is connected to a live service for any kind of live offerings, you sever that and you wake it up hours later and it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. This time is, is you've traveled into the future. Ah, but you, you, you no longer have access for those that use it. I mean, I guess for those that use cloud streaming, if you're gaming from your mobile device or something else, a low powered PC, I guess it makes sense where if you just want to pause a session, close out of game streaming and then come back to it later, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. But for me, with how fast the Xbox Series X is, I don't mind waiting the 10 seconds for the loading screen to go up and I'm back in the game fully fresh and launched. No possible bugs. That I have to well, I've, I've, recently, I've recently just started putting my Xbox to basically power off. I no, I no longer leave it to in low power mode. Okay. I mean, even in low power mode, that the Series X, it puts off some heat. Even sitting there in its sleep state, you can't keep your hand over the top of it for very long. It's toasty. I don't think that's sleeping. No, the the power light's off. Well, and there was the whole controversy a while ago of Microsoft trying to push green on everybody with its low power state thing. Well, basically all they did is ask if you wanted to change your power settings to actually power the Xbox off or keep it in a sleep state so that it'll download updates when necessary, things like that. And on my Series X, on my Series X, it's not so much of a problem because even from cold boot or, you know, being completely off, it boots up pretty quick. I mean, 15 seconds before I'm completely in now my xbox one s's those things they take about a minute and a half to come out of from a power off state to the dashboard it takes a while for those to boot up so the change in technology or the this i should say the speed of the hardware has changed enough to where it is not practical well having a sleep state is not as necessary as it used to be. And then my, you know, my, my Xbox one X, it's about in the middle of that. It probably still takes it from completely powered off to, to the dashboard. It probably still takes 50, 60 seconds for it to get there, but it, it does have kind of a long boot animation. It goes through. Yeah. Which is absolutely cool. But I love the boot boot animation for that Scorpio. Oh, it is cool. <laughs> I haven't turned mine on in a while to to see what it to to go remember what it looks like. I wish for the Halo Infinite Xbox Series X that they would have had a infinite flavored Xbox startup sequence. Or for any yeah, of that would have been nice. Just like, but they've, hey, about this- about as custom as they've gotten with that is the custom audio. So, yeah, in the paint job, of course. Right. One other thing that 
I saw got mentioned in Mitz Blitz video is you can turn off your AI voice in multiplayer. AI voice. Oh, yeah, your yeah. little AI companion voice thing. Which, I mean, I get that it's not for everybody. I would probably just stick with the Jeff Deitzer voice. the The one I have, I'm I'm okay with. It's the it's the default one, but it's kind of the the southern voice. I forget what. Yeah, the Butler. So it's it's a little bit more middle of the road. I think not quite the annoying, playful, or quirky type lines. But I think honestly, just, just, I've gotten to the point where most of the time I don't even hear it. I mean, it plays and it, it just and I register the noise. It just I don't listen to it. Kind of like with Sarah Palmer. I just after <laughs> listening so to so many games, uh, you just blow tune up the it out. Core? <laughs> yeah. You can still blow up the unique core. No, I can't because I can't get out of my own damn base. Yeah, I'm losing 850 to 147. I'm going to destroy the enemy core when they have all three capture points. Yeah, right. There's four tanks, three banshees, and a couple of wasps outside my front door. I'm not going to their core. Oh, and two fates on Helios is that Bobby or yeah. you can't get. <laughs> the sad thing is, over what, five years? Six. Of Halo 5, six years of Halo 5. I can still count the number of total Phaetons I've got on both my hands. Not just Helios's, but Phaetons? Just Phaetons in general. It's still less than I've got fingers. That's pretty bad. I've actually gotten more Phaetons from Keys than I have anybody else. Or from my own, right. my own people, stash. People will spawn them in for you. It's like, here you go. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'd love to have a Phaeton, but. <coughs> Is there anywhere that we can, rent random tangent, that we can go find out what our company progress is towards the key? <laughs> Not anymore. They've shut it all down. I wonder if that's even still unlocked. Or, it, or it's about, well, the last, the last place I think we could have checked it was the old Xbox companion app. And I think it's about to shut down. You can actually check it on the console companion app? Really? Well, I think you had to go into um, our company. Let me look. But the companies were only... Th- it's not a club. The companies were only through Waypoint. Because the club is through I Xbox. Thought, I thought we could get to the company. I don't think so. That. I'm not sure where you would find it. Because there's the clubs tab. I'm, st- I'm still sad they're getting rid of the console companion. It's the best. It's it's the best Xbox app. It's so much yeah. better than the Xbox app. Like, why? All I had to do was integrate the Xbox One stuff into this app. They didn't have to build a new app. And honestly, they didn't even need to do that. All I had to do was make the not change it. Yeah, I'm the I'm only complaint that I've ever had about the companion app is the fact on your active feed. You go to customize your active feed and you uncheck anything. And the only thing you'll ever get is stuff Xbox puts out. Like I said, I, I wanted to just narrow my feed down to my friends and favorites. But I do that. And the only thing I ever get is Major Nelson or the official Xbox. I'm like, 
Well, no more Major Nelson because he's not there anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's sad that the console companion app is going away. I'm keeping it installed. I'm hoping it's just a hey, they're not providing updates and they're not letting people download it again anymore. <laughs> I'm going to keep it installed and see how long it actually takes before they kill it. Kill it. Well, I mean, if I remember right, the original Xbox app is still up for the I, mm, the pre the pre the previous one to the console companion. I mean, I think it got didn't it get replaced with the new Xbox app. I don't know. I thought I thought the new Xbox app essentially just replaced it. Well, no, the Xbox app it just made you download the Xbox app. Yeah, but I can't see clubs. I can't see achievements. I can't see gaming feet like. The Xbox yeah, you can't app see. is useless. Yeah, it is. It doesn't even make a good game launcher. No. Game bar, insider, avatar. Yep, the avatar editor is still there. The original avatar editor is still there. Yeah. Um, oh, you can't even. You can't even sort by publisher anymore. Thanks, Microsoft Store. Yeah. Yeah, I used to not have a problem with the Microsoft Store when it was on when they were using it for the Windows 10 or Windows phones. It was actually pretty easy to navigate, but man, and even for Windows 8 it was wasn't too bad. It every time they updated it seems to get worse in the name of improving it. I guess it's not on the store anymore, but I could swear Man, I could swear it, it's still installed with Windows 10. Everyone just needs to go review bomb the Xbox app. <laughs> yeah, I've I've left my I've left my opinion on it. I just did on mine. <laughs> where were we? I forget where we were. What we were talking about before we went on that tangent of oh, Halo Five and Achilles. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know where we would even check that anymore. Yeah. Uh, the only way we could do it is if maybe we had an old book. If somebody has an old bookmark to the uh, Spartan Company, we might be able to do it that way, but I doubt it. I don't think. I don't know if I removed the company. Oh, yeah. So the com slash company URL still redirects, but where it redirects to is a dead page. So I guess there's no more Spartan Companies. Yay. I mean, I, I like the it. idea of it. Um, it kind of brought back that whole clan feel for from Halo Two. It gave a place it for like-minded to. people to get, you know, to get together. But they just never did anything with it. They just okay, here it exists, and then yeah, we are going to update the website. And we're not going to do it anymore. It's too much trouble. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need to do with Virgil if I ever get my butt off and do it is actually have some kind of integratable clan system with Halo 5. Or not Halo 5, Halo Infinite. Being able to pull together stats, be able to coordinate matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, the API is out there if you can figure out how to use it. So there's a very, well, not very well documented, but a very well explainer video from this person, which I, I actually want to reach out to and actually put some effort towards virtual. But then Delamarski did a mm-hmm. whole video series on how he has used Fiddler, which is a 
it's typically used as a troubleshooting tool, but you can use it as a proxy to monitor web calls and mm-hmm. API calls. But basically how he used that to load up Halo Infinite on PC, see the web calls that the game was making, and pull out all the endpoints that is basically the undocumented Halo Infinite API. Which is the same thing that Halo.API uses, that Tracker.net uses, all these other Halo Infinite stats sites. Mm-hmm. They're using the same API. So this person actually went out, did the, showed what he did with Fiddler, how he deduced what pieces were being called on, how to get, and also how to get the tokens to interact with the API. And essentially just gain access to it. Now, the reason why a lot of the different stats sites were up and have gone down recently over the last six, nine months or so is you actually have to have an Azure app and there's a cost associated with that and the calls that you make to services. So there is an inherent cost to actually running these services and making the calls. So at the low level, all these stat sites are actually, you put in your gamer tag, you'll do a first time calling of all your stats, and then it only updates on demand only as frequent as somewhere as low as 15 minutes, somewhere as high as two hours or even six hours or even a day before you can refresh your stats again. For those that have actually gone and watched some of the streamers, you've seen the ranking overlay which is done by halo.api and they've only handed out to a few streamers so they're not incurring costs but they had where it was only updating every two minutes and because they were only updating certain streamers keep they were keeping their costs down but essentially there is an api out there it is undocumented but given my computer science background i'm able to very easily follow what this person has done with Fiddler. And there's another tool that I'm, I'm blanking on at the moment, but it's, you can basically recreate API calls that you make out to an endpoint. And I'm, I'm no, I went way too deep. I'm sorry for going so deep into this, but essentially, yeah, there's an API out there. I don't know if the API for Halo five, I mean, I guess it's still out there because the game runs on it, but to go back to my original point, I, I think clans would be nice to have back. It would be something that I think would foster some of that more amateur competitive side of things. Like I know we have the Halo competitive or Halo Championship Series, HCS, which is all the pros and whatnot. And there's been several good efforts to have some of the amateur type leagues go and SWAT Nation has good events. There's plenty of other sites and organizations that host these smaller events. But it'd be cool to just be like, hey, here's a clan. I want to issue a clan challenge like you could do in Halo 2. Compare stats with other clans and do challenges and whatnot. It it might be possible to write something to create a clan-like experience. We'll just have to wait and see if I ever get around to that. I don't know if Time with the baby. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if time with the baby. When he's 93 years old, he will finish Virgil. Yeah, right. Maybe baby time will be enough time to at least 
crack the nut on getting something out there. Maybe it'll be time for me to actually catch up on books. It'll, it'll definitely be that. It'll definitely be time to catch up on books. All right. On to our next article, which is the Forge features. So the Forge features for this month is a lot of remakes. Again, I feel like a lot of the Forge stuff has mostly highlighted remakes because that seems to be what the community is craving right now. But there are some new creations in here as well. Mm-hmm. There are three remakes or reimaginations, if, if you want to call them. First one's from Unique, which I think we, it might be worth getting him on the show. I think with how many different Forge maps he's made, it's uh, warranted. He made Longshore, but he kind of extended it and improved on it. Yeah. There is now definitely a- has an expandable play area. Yes. So it, it contains the original map just from the single screenshot that we have, but has expanded it with ships that have been docked. And there's also a crane platform and a crane with a long beam on it, which I'm assuming is actually, you can get onto it from the ships to go between the ships. So has taken Longshore and basically expanded it probably to fit the 12v12. And I think there's some additional expand. It looks like there's some additional expansion in the middle building building. Hard to tell from the screenshot, but looks possibly possibly. So unique has remade Longshore along with several other folks. The cage has been remade, which is essentially a, it's a, it was kind of a lockout reimagining in Halo Reach, but this one looks really cool. It's in an abandoned mine with a whole bunch of stalactites. I wonder if the stalactites actually work in here. Be curious to see. And then the other remake is Infinity. I should have said the cage was made by V Primeval. And then Infinity, which is a Halo CE map, Halo CE PC map to be more specific has been remade by Kondu VT. This one is a very interesting map. It's a figure eight map. It was built for big team, although even at big team scale for Halo PC, it was a huge map. Oh yeah, it's enormous. All the PC big team maps were gigantic. I even think for 12v12, Infinity is probably still a little too big just with the layout of the map. Oh, yeah. But I'm curious it's to see absolutely. how it plays with 12v12. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they've done to change scale on it, uh, if they did anything. they uh, Honestly, with the movement mechanics of Infinite, they you actually would anything. want to shrink the map as opposed to do anything else. <clears throat> just to We're make it fit it. the... Tw- yeah, or just to make it more playable for 12v12. I think, yeah, I honestly think that map in its original form could probably support 24 to 36 players. It, I mean, we've played it uh, on game nights and uh, even in big team on Master Chief Collection. And I, it takes forever to find anybody. It's it. Huge map. Mm-hmm. Cause we had that one, uh Gyrophobia, Death Island was another huge map. Not quite as bad as 
Infinity, but still pretty big. Timberland. That was another specific. That one's a little bit more playable 8v8. Yeah, that one was scaled pretty close to being right. Danger Canyon, which that was about right. It was still probably a little big, but it was about right. And Ice Fields, which was remade in, well, it was reimagined in Halo 4. So those are the five PC-specific CE maps for Big Team. We also have two other not-remake maps. This first one is Thrown by Dark Maiming, with a description of a battlefield whereupon you shall ponder the orb. Looks kind of like a cryptum. It, it looks like it's forged to be that way. Although, with the screenshot that was provided, it doesn't really tell you what kind of map it is. No. So, good luck. Nor does the next one, called Kingpin, by Apache Nerd Chaotic, and Amadeus615. It mentions pop-outs and jump scares, so I'm wondering if there's animated or triggered areas that will cause things to pop out. Maybe it's more of an affection-style map? Could be. Would be my guess, based on the description. So we'll see what customs come out next month, and I'm sure there will be plenty more remakes mixed in with some new maps. So we will see. Cyber Showdown event number two is underway as of Tuesday this week. There is a whole new set of unlocks, a whole new event battle pass with 10 tiers to unlock. There's an associated nameplate to go along with it. Some really cool ultimate rewards and weapon skins. I like the color palette for this time. It has mostly just purples like purple? and teal. I, I do like purple. I really do like purple. <laughs> I do like the charm. I, I, two, unlocked, two charms. I unlocked the CE charm today. The CE yeah. box art charm. I unlocked that one today. That one. I might actually use that one. I, I honestly I hate charms. They distract. I, it, you know, if I ever pick up a weapon that has a charm on it, you know, like I'm scavenging from a, you know, a BR or something like that. I, just, I find the charms very annoying. You know, what's my weapon charm. This. Yeah. I have this as a weapon charm. I mean, you know, people that use them more power to you. That's fine. I just find them very distracting. I agree. Honestly, on I don't have any customization on any of my weapons. I just their default skins is all I use. I've got the skins. I've got the charm just because I have that one. Um, I did actually. Xbox just released this. I'm going on another tangent here, but bought this controller. I don't know how well the purple. Okay, yeah, you can kind of see it, the color shift from blue to purple. So now instead of and on the blue, if you still listen to these podcasts, but I know you were the one that organized this thing to happen with the custom elite. But mm-hmm. to me, honestly, the stock Xbox controllers feel the best to me. They they really do. Like I, I really appreciate this, and I've been using it as my PC one for a while, but there's just something about the stock Xbox controllers that I like more. Other than, I, other I really than do the appreciate weight. This. Other than the weight of the Elite controllers, I I prefer them. 
the stick movement and the, the buttons. Went- it's all personal personal preference. The stock Xbox One or Xbox Series X controllers, the thumbsticks are just too loose for me. They just wobble around too much. I I personally like a more firm stick. See, to me, the elites are more loose. But you do know you can turn the tension up on those, right? On the originals? No. Maybe the new ones, not the originals. Can you? I don't think so. There's there's no twist mechanism. There's no screw mechanism underneath the cap. Oh, that's right. You have the that's the original one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is the original. I have not but tried even the original. Hey, Hayden, one, thanks the, for the raid. Yeah, thanks, Hayden. Even the original ones, I, I I like the stick feel better than I do the stock controllers. Yeah, the stock ones have more of a tension on them, which is why I like it better than that one. Like the sticks is the main reason why I didn't like that one is because. Mm. Maybe I just got so used to this one where I I can I can flick with this and get more accurate like flick shots than I can with the elite. I've <sighs> nothing personal against the scuff controllers there. Tattoo, I should actually try one. I've never actually tried. I, one. I bought a scuff controller, and inside of thirty days, it was broken. I contacted them about getting a replacement or a repair. And they basically told me to stick it, that it was my fault it was broken. So that that controller went into the trash, and I won't deal with them anymore. That's just my personal, that's my personal experience with them. They may have changed a bunch since then. I won't, do, I, I won't deal with them. And I honestly have really good luck with the Elite controllers. I've only had to warranty one. I... And on the original Elite, the only reason I've ever had to replace the bumpers is because I was a stupid and threw the controller. <laughs> but yeah, so I've maybe I can try that Halo Elite too at some point, but this is my go-to. <laughs> and even my- though like this is a brand new controller compared to this one that I've been rocking for a better part of maybe two years at this point, because I think I bought it shortly after i got the series yeah maybe maybe about two years the sticks are a little bit looser on this one just from from use but i can still flick with this one just fine yeah well i can't flick with any of them so it doesn't matter (laughs) i finally got my settings dialed in for infinite to be able to to be more consistent you screenshotted them and saved them right I haven't screenshot them, but now they at least they match between Xbox and PC. So sc- screenshot each one of them and save it somewhere. So next time they yeah, update Infinite and note. reset everything, you know where to put it. Well, so funny enough, whenever the resets have happened, it's never been controls. Well, with me, it's been random. <laughs> it doesn't reset all the controls. It'll only reset some of them. Interesting. And then I've had times where it doesn't do anything. It doesn't reset anything. The if it updates or it's like Russian roulette <laughs> as to what you actually get. I think well, have you had the issue since season four? No. I haven't okay. had this I, I haven't had the issue recently. 
that so was a major headache in oh that was three. that was really annoying because sure enough every two or three game nights you would hear me complaining about having to go reset my freaking settings well <laughs> in I, infinite I just joining the, game night i just got into the habit of as soon as i fired up infinite Check i went settings. through and double checked all my settings and in almost every time i'd have to fix at least two of them i guess sometimes i'd have to redo the whole the, the whole map everything it would even lose my button mapping it would reset everything to default thankfully it only did that once maybe i use enough of the default controller options where i don't maybe it hasn't hit me that way because like I, I said, the I button just, the button mapping thing only happened once thankfully <laughs> But yeah, it, mainly the problem I would have if it would it would reset the sensitivity on my sticks. And honestly, I'm still kind of dialing in the, on the sensitivity. I've got it pretty close to where I like it, but I still get a wobbly finger every once in a while. <laughs> if anybody ever watches the stream, if you see the reticle going in circles, you know what's going on. <laughs> testing, testing. So, server showdown. Yes, I like purple. I'm happy with the coatings. I forget what the ultimate is this week. Oh, it's the sniper skin. Why 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 put the sniper skin at the end and, and all the other web uh, whatever. I would have put the, the charm at the end. Yeah, put something out there at the end that somebody actually might actually want. Right, like like the charm. Like the, the challenges are not that hard. Like you can get them pretty quick. Especially this week's worth of challenges. I've already blown through four of them. I've only played two games this week. Maybe three. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, that's happening this week. Go get your, your battle pass unlocked. We've also got a community corner with a community member called Entrancing, who is an artist. Uh, first artist that we've seen. Uh, we don't actually... I mean. We, there's a lot of art that gets highlighted in the community spotlight. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Was not expecting this to be the next community corner, but happily surprised. I admit I have not had a chance to read this yet because it just came out today. Just came out this morning. And it looks like she is very talented with her drawings. She does varying different kinds of, of drawings from pencil sketches to uh, markers, some landscapes, some portraits, some there's a map overview, a blood gulch that she's done, and uh, some other things, a ship. Spirit of Fire? Uh, not just Spirit of Fire. If you go through the whole she's reel. Done, yeah, she's done Spirit of Fire, Pillar Shadow of Autumn, Intent. Yeah. And Amber Clad. Mm-hmm. Forward Unto Dawn. Done some paintings. Mm hmm Infinite and Reach-inspired paintings. Very talented. Ooh, I like the Halo 3 key art one. That one's nice. And I like they actually show her progress as an artist. They have a, they have a comparison of a Spartan she drew in 2015, and then she drew the same Spartan in 2023. Not a lot of artists do that. That's a big improvement. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
favorite part or favorite piece of art that she's or no not not that she's made but her favorite piece of artwork is the cover art of shadows of reach and outcast i'll be looking forward to reading more of this later and that is it for the wrap up this week not sure if we'll have a podcast next week next week my parents are also in town so don't know if there'll be any i don't not anticipating any big breaking news but the in the event that we do stream we will probably be doing more cursed halo so prepare yourself for more wackiness of me using d20s to kill myself and gt having to finish the rest of the mission without me or killing both of us or that too and we are going to have the domain on at some point we just have to find the time on the schedule to get him on he has voiced interest we just got to get it scheduled and final piece of note is uh, congratulations to space station gaming for winning their event this past weekend congrats i believe quadrant which was the team that broke top three in the last event either got fourth or fifth place in this event uh so still making a show for some for from international which is pretty good uh, it sounds like the overall reception to the space station gaming event was a lot better than the optic one, at least the initial clips I've seen from HCS pro talk made it seem like it was a lot better produced. There's a lot more things to do at the venue. Uh, I will say for someone who was watching some of the streams this weekend and the official halo events also have this problem but seeing the same reel of commercials over and over and over again gets old very quickly it would be nice just like network tv well it would be nice if okay you you have some of them that you're going to show all three days but maybe save some of the commercials for different days so Maybe on the first day you have a pool of two that are specifically for Friday. And then on Saturday you have a pool of maybe three more that you throw into the mix. So at least it's kind of fresh for the day. Or maybe you rotate them out every four hours. But just something where it's not the same commercial reel over and over and over again. And even on network TV there are some commercials that get replayed. But it's not nearly as often. Anyways, just a little rant. But that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Any final thoughts or inputs before we conclude this episode, GT? Not tonight. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will catch you all tomorrow for some Fragon Friday. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.